Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Daggers podcast here on the Five Star Network. I am, as always, your host, Sondre Bjorn, and with me today I have both the Dream and the Dramatic. I have both Yannick and Dylan with me. The crew is back together after I have returned from London. Very sick. Uh, so bear with me. I, I will probably mute myself a lot during this episode to cough and stuff, but yeah. How are you guys doing? I'm great. I'm actually pretty tired, but you know the the great stressful period is over. Um, I'm more of or less have a few days off now, so you know I'm good. Finally catching up on wrestling. I'm miserable. I hate everything. I don't even know why I'm here right now, to be oh. honest with you. But then that's you great. Know. At least you have some consistency. Yeah, yes, I mean exa- exactly. I- then we have something in common because I am also <laughs> a miserable bastard. That, that, like, that's true. That's what this show is all about, people. We we are just 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 feeling in such a terrible mood. We're gonna drag everything down. Uh, this is gonna be one of the worst shows in history. Not just of our show, but of any show. I, that was my prediction. That's my expectations. But you know what they say: when you have low expectations, you can never be disappointed. So hope, exactly. hopefully we hopefully we can surprise ourselves. Maybe it'll make you even feel better because I was very sick uh, not that long ago, actually, when we did it. During the whole so, interview. Yeah, even in the whole interview, especially the one we did the same day at the startup show on the Patreon <laughs> that we did. I was very, very sick on that show. But the Ho-Ho one, by the end of that Ho-Ho show, I felt a little bit better. So we got to get some good vibes. That's the best best medicine that we could have. You know, I ate some Kung Pao chicken earlier, so I think I need to hit you with that Kung Pao pop right now. And let's make it a good show today. Have some fun. Yeah, yeah it's uh, always great having fun when you're in the misery business. Also, we need <laughs> the, new, the new intro now. Well, either way, um, we haven't recorded since Dangerous Gate, since our Dangerous Gate uh, review. Of course, uh, both... Dragon Gate and DDT have are on kind of off periods, just building to the next shows here in September. DDT has the award show on in on September 9th. We will preview that next week. Uh, a big preview. And DG is building up to their Cork and Hall show, which is happening also next week on September 7th. So with that, like I I have been on vacation. I went to London for All In, had a great time, got to go to EVE and Shoker Pro's joint shows also. Like, th- this first 10 minutes of this show, we're going to talk some AW and EVE and my trip in London, because I, I haven't gotten to talk about that on tape uh, yet, and I really want to. So I'm going to use my own podcast to do that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I went to London. It was a really fun time. I went to uh, Eve and Shoko Pro's two shows they had on the Saturday where I got to meet Masahiro Takanashi and a lot of the, of course, the other uh, Eve and Shoko Pro wrestlers, but mostly I focused on the Shoko Pro wrestlers and like Emi Sakura, Shie Koshikawa, Mei Suruga, Sayaka, which is like my new favorite wrestler in Gotham Move now. I have joined that, the Sayaka That's like gimmick infringement. Yeah. Come on. Don't steal my favorites. But yeah, um, I when I met Masahiro Takanashi, 
because I have the picture of Chris Brooks winning the title as my lock screen on my phone, he he looked at my phone when I was about to like show him how to spell my name, and he said he was like, "Oh, oh, Christian," and like immediately started marking out for Chris being on my phone, and I just it, it was a very charming conversation we had, and he he asked like, "Oh, big DDT fan." <laughs> and I was yeah yeah I'm a pretty big DDT fan. I didn't want to say that I do a podcast about DDT or anything, but it was we could have got him on if you told him that. What were you thinking? Oh, chances are he wouldn't really. Chances are he wouldn't understand you anyways. <laughs> we Who would cares? Ha- <laughs> we would have to have it like the biggest translator ever on here because yeah he- we got we gotta ask Ash for that. Yeah, he pretty quickly lost interest in my conversation when I was talking in more English. And he, he pretty quickly was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, you like DDT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty similar to uh, to the occasion when I met him in Germany. And it, like he was pretty standoffish, kind of shy. Let Chris do all the talking. But when yeah. I mentioned Choco Pro, that's when he... Blew up, yeah. But it it was a very charming conversation. Of course, all the uh, Shoko Pro got to move wrestlers were really charming to talk with. A really great meet and greet. Way better than the meet and greet the AEW had because that was like the most scummiest thing I've ever encountered. You can see my tweet about that from that weekend, if you are curious. But yeah, uh, all in in London was one of the most amazing wrestling experiences that I've been to. Like, just walking into the stadium and seeing how big it was and thinking, oh my god, wrestling is going to be here. It it truly was, like, special for me. And I, I'm working on some kind of article about it because my feelings on the whole show as a, as a whole are, like... If I watched it on TV, I don't think I would like it as much. But just being in the building for it, the atmosphere was just an awesome feeling. And I ho- really hope that co- came off on screen because I haven't I I haven't seen any of the on screen stuff yet. Yeah. Um... Obviously, like the the interesting thing for Dramatic Dream Dragons is how did Takeshita do on the show? Um, I saw the work, you know, on TV. Um, I thought it was fine. Um, what just like a fine match on the court? Yeah. Um, how, what did you think? In the building for Takeshita, it was. I mean, I immediately when Takeshita made his entrance, I got up and like screamed Takeshita like a like a pure fangirl. I just because I got to see Takeshita live, yeah. uh, and I I was pretty invested in like everything that involved Takeshita and Kenny because I I really look forward to that. I felt the match went a bit too long, uh, and the finish while. Really cool that Takeshita pinned Kenny on this big show. No one in the crowd popped for it other than like me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a roll up. So. Yeah, and like everyone else in the in the audience was like 
dead during that when that happened, and I I. I, like, flew up from my seat and screamed, Takeshita, let's go! <laughs> nope. Yeah, uh, that was um, fun. Yeah, but you were scammed out of the uh, the singles match. Yeah, yeah. As I always was going to be, because this, this goddamn all-out show got to have a card, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> for the people that don't know, um, on Sun. Sunday night, I think. Saturday night? It was uh, all out. Oh, uh, no, all one. out. Um, yeah. They uh, have the singles match, Kenny Omega versus Konosuke Takeshita on the big pay-per-view, which will be amazing. Yeah. Um, the, the rematch of the legendary DCT match where Takeshita was a rookie. <laughs> Not legendary for, for that, but legendary because it's like their only singles meeting before this. But yeah, Dylan, I I know you did a review of uh, AW All In. How did you feel that it came off on screen? Because I know you see saw the whole match, the whole show, and Yannick didn't. Yeah, sorry, I was just trying to no sell you, like you no sold that Paramore reference uh, Yannick made earlier. So thank you, but, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> broke my heart when, when that happened. But besides that, though. The show, um, it was a spectacle, you know. Uh, they did a lot of, like, interesting camera tricks. I thought it was interesting. I mean, if you look at the ramp, there really wasn't even a ramp. It was, like, floor level. Uh, you had the stage set up, which was just the big screens, pretty much. There was nothing really, like, a WrestleMania set is, like, so extravagant. It cost $10 I, I million. Am, I am glad it wasn't such a ramp, because I would not be able to see the ring then. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I, I was sitting behind there. Oh, and it was to, to maximize the show itself. You know, they, they cut out the big spectacle of it and did that. They did have some special entrances and stuff on the show like that to, to try and make it feel like a WrestleMania-like show a little bit. You obviously had uh, Jericho uh, singing the song out. Uh, how did how is his singing live, Sandre? That's what, that's what I want to know. I, I only heard it through the doors because I went for a food break during the Jericho match. Like immediately, yeah. immediately, immediately when I heard Jericho, uh, like I saw the promo for Jericho versus Osprey on the screen, I like got out from my seat and like was like, "Yes, Jericho, finally, I can have food, a food break." What's uh, the What's the one thing connecting Takamichi Noku to Chris Jericho? I don't know. What exactly what the piss break? Oh, nice! Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jericho was Jericho versus Osprey was my piss break and get food uh, match. So okay, okay. Well, he had the big entrance. They have him. Osprey had a really cool entrance with the fireworks shooting off. Uh, I like heard all it. over the. I heard. Yeah. It. Shout yeah, out to was... Topla for for his gear. She got to design it, and she was very proud of it, as she should be, because it looked great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A shout out to Topla for that. Um, you had Soraya with the family and the the Queen. There was tons of like Queen references on the show. There was that. The Young Bucks had the Freddie Mercury deal. Uh, that's apparently like the only UK artist Tony Khan knows. I think is uh, Freddie Mercury. I think I said Elton John because you have well, a collision. Well, 
uh, Freddie Mercury's like most famous uh, concert ever, Live Aid was in Wembley. So that's, oh, that's why. That's, that's true. But I just thought you know, not everybody has to do 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 the Queen tribute. There's other UK artists out there if they wanted to do it. Uh, I think but... the only thing they knew about Wembley was the fact that. Yeah. Had exactly. Like that's that's all they do with that. Uh, but it was a, a great spectacle. Uh, if you're like, I really think it kind of hinges as a show on the main event. How you felt? Yeah. About exactly. It because... Oh, comedy match of the year. Yes. Oh, yes. it was such an it was such a like over dramatic match. I for me, it wasn't a good match. Uh, like I, I wasn't entertained. Like as an in-ring match, it wasn't good. But for me, it was just so entertaining being part of a cr- of the crowd, watching that that mess happen, and it felt like like twenty minutes. It it felt like an always sunny in Philadelphia episode because both char- both the characters went into the match, the the exact same they came out of the match as. Nothing changed. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's actually. Uh, um, I know I reacted when when you first made that comparison, but it's such a great comparison. MJF yeah. and Cole are. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I don't watch AEW. I didn't care about this match at all, and I watched it and I thought it was a totally nothing match. And then the. It got restarted, and from that thing, from that moment on, I was sold. I thought like the second, the second part of this match was hilarious. Um, yeah, totally. Like having a comedy match in the main event of the biggest show ever is. And I don't a think choice. They, I don't think they that was on purpose. I don't think they. I I don't think they realized how funny this looked. Because it looked so stupid. I, I'm gonna guess, Dylan, you didn't like it. I hated it so much. I thought it was yeah. one of the worst matches of the of the year. Like, worse than any of the Bloodline matches. Uh, it was so stupid, and I can't believe that you compare, dared compare either of these two to Charlie Day and D. <laughs> because these two will never, ever, ever be in their in their realm of entertainment value, in my opinion. Uh, but I'm I'm glad you had fun at least. Um, hey, this is the match I will never watch again. Yeah, I will never watch this match ever again. I don't want to ruin the live like memories of this because my section laughed our ass off for like the whole match, and it, yeah, I totally it. expected to hate it. And it just subverted I... my expectations so much, so yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did, I didn't really care for the story at all going into it. So, and I was actually kind of pissed at them both for beating Aussie Open in the dark match. So, oh, talk about a nothing match. Yeah, <laughs> talk talk about why, <laughs> like why, why did these two win the tag, our wage tag titles? Like, what the fuck? I just what love I how everyone says Aussie Open. That was like, a title tag. match. Yeah, that was yeah. tagged out a match. They, they oh, held Lord. up the titles Fox in the main event. Sake. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, I, I didn't pay that much attention at <laughs> AW. 
Like, nice. that was a whole kind of deal at, at the end of the main event was the tag titles. And Cole was like, I don't want those pieces of crap titles. Oh, did it was a tag? I, I, I didn't know that it was a tag title. I thought, yeah. Okay, like, okay. Just, yeah, and he was like, I don't want that. I want the real title. And MJF was like, no, you're a scumbag. Like, you never cared about me. You just wanted the, the title. And then they hugged at the end. And like you said, no it's progress was made. Yeah, it's no, always sunny. Do not compare this to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, please, because you are insulting all of the <laughs> listeners' intelligence. Hey, by hey, hey, this episode is already great because it has revealed that the dramatic dream dragons are huge marks for Always Sunny. That's awesome. <laughs> I've, seen so li- are... I've seen so little of it. Oh, boo. I feel, I feel I've seen more video essays on It's Always Sunny than actually It's Always Sunny. They make video essays on that? Of course, because it's a great show that can you can dissect because it always adds in the same shit as they began. Yep. Is there like a Joseph Montesillo of It's Always Sunny? Like somebody who makes I don't video remember. essays I like don't that? Know. I don't like know. A, an expert sure. video essayist? I, I have a feeling that every piece of media has a Joseph Montesillo who <laughs> makes like an analysis of it. <laughs> Uh, okay, maybe you're right about that, but I just I I felt very disrespected in comparing MJF and Adam Cole <laughs> to them. Uh, yeah, otherwise, I mean, there there wasn't any great matches on the show, in my opinion. Uh, my favorite match was the coffin match, uh, personally, just because I mean Sting, you know, and every, honestly, all four of them were awesome at that match. Uh, uh, the Stadium Stampede match was pretty special for me because that I... may have yeah. That may have been better live. Yeah, I'm actually watching that match right now. It was so easy to follow live because Claudio and Eddie was, when they were brawling up in the stands, they were two sections away from me. So I basically could see, could look over there and see their whole brawl. Like all the time. I I see that probably helped it. Because like the the production was not that great in that. They missed a lot of stuff in that match. And And to me, yeah. And the Sue spot when she came out with, with the car, that was also right in front of me. Like, I only needed to look down. Like, it it yeah. was a train wreck as every, like, these uh, the AW, like, multi no disqualification brawl around the arena things are, of course. But it was just a really fun train wreck to watch. And I, it, it was my favorite match on the show. Uh,. Yeah, that was a spectacle uh, overall. I thought the finish yeah. was great. Oh, I, like yeah. it, if 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 it hadn't have happened like that, I probably wouldn't have even liked it at all. But because it finished so well and they like it was such a great finish, I thought that it saved it by the end. I was like, okay, yeah, this was actually good. Like the the destination was worth the journey, and that was good stuff. But there was a lot of stupid stuff. Who who like Penta coming out? Yeah. Uh, she, just, she just rolled in. <laughs> I. I I have a feeling that that match uh, doesn't come that well off on tape compared to how it was live. But yeah, we and, and, uh, and, John and Moxley got to kiss her. Oh really? That I didn't know. That. You just spoiled me. Yeah, I did. But because anyway, it happened right now. Yeah, I tried to protect you from it, <laughs> Yannick. Anyway, we move on. All in was a great time. I. What wasn't a great time was the day after when I was getting home and had to spend, like, I had to spend 20 hours on the airport in London to get back home because all the planes were, like, grounded. 
And yeah, it, it's been a terrible week uh, ever since waking up on Monday, being really happy about all in. Um, so, so really, what I'm hearing is AEW really ruined your life. Hey, I, I, I they, now have. They did. The... They actually did when they signed Takeshita. I now have the ammo of I sacrifice. I spent twenty hours at an airport for an AEW show. That is my ammo to use every time I can say, hey, I can criticize AEW as much as I want, because you know what? I spent 20 hours on an airport because I went to an AEW show. I mean, it's not that hard to find ammo against AEW. I can just say, how can you have this, a roster like this and book a show that doesn't interest me? Yeah. You're, you're, sounding yeah. Like, you're sounding like the chick magnet right now, talking about how you didn't get any rides out of there and all this. Yeah, you're you're sounding like the guy that complains about there always being drama in AEW while creating drama in AEW. Uh, <laughs> I I don't complain about it. I I I like it. I value any time CM Punk can be a miserable person. So it's, so that that makes my day better. It's I'm entertaining. So over I'm, I'm it. Nah, it's not. I hate it. But yeah, we move over to some big news that happened. Now we're actually going to talk about the Dragon Gate DDT. Uh, and some big Talk news that happened. Ruining the week. <laughs> <laughs> some big news that happened uh, before I, before I went to London, like three days before I went to London, this happened, and it is kind of big news because these two guys were signed in Dragon Gate earlier this year, but at the end of the Glade uh, show on the August twenty third which they had a great show called Life is a Challenge, which pretty much sums up Glade this year. Life is a Challenge. But either way, at the, after the uh, main event, SPK and Takuma Fujiwara, or as we now will call him, only Takuma, uh, made their way into the ring and basically made their debut for Glade. Said that they are now the invaders of Glade and are basically going to... Their goal right now is just to take over Glade. Very similar to what Kaito Ushida said last year. We don't know how, how this will work out for them. But I thought the whole debut came off so lackluster. Like, Corkin popped, yes, but they didn't, like... It wasn't a loud pop like Kaito Ushida last year. It, and it felt, felt kind of awkward for them. Like, them just coming out and smiling and jumping and doing flips and stuff. It felt like, it felt so weird. But, I mean, it, it makes sense. It, it is almost, like, expected because, like, when you looked at the most recent upload of their match, of their wrestling, Takumi Fujiwara does, like, these, these spots that you know you know Shima sees them and says, I need him. He's going to be my ricochet. He's going to be my guy. <laughs> and then you have Espiqueto, who's a great talker, and you see, like, it, it's, it makes sense for them to bring them in. And I didn't expect it to happen this soon, but I kind of expected them in Glade. So yeah, what I, do you guys think about this? I had zero back to Japan uh, so sooner rather than later. I thought that there was some 
you know, interesting takes on them going to Mexico. I just, I didn't see any way that could possibly be a long-term fit for them ultimately. And now they're here. I, I think the, isn't the general understanding that they're still like Mexico based and that they're like outsiders, like, you know, like, they you know, live outsiders. in Mexico city. Yeah. They still do. Right. Yeah. 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 So. But so they're, they're just not going to just, yeah, but they're they're not going to be away from Japan forever. Like, no, you know, no, 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 like, no, you no. Can't, they're not going to make it as luchadors. Like you know, like that was very yeah. clear to me right away. <laughs> so they had to do something, and there was really nowhere else for them to go other than here. So it was a logical thing. Like you said, maybe a little bit sooner than like than you would expect, but still, I figured they would be here um, eventually, provided the company didn't go into business uh, before they got the chance, which they, obviously they're they're here now. Like you said, Sandra, it was a really cold uh, debut. I mean, these guys aren't stars. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, I don't know how they think they're going to help them. Maybe maybe long term, if you can really develop somebody like a Fujiwara into something, because he's a, a wonderful talent, SBK, great talent. But they don't have any profile, really, in, in Japan yeah. to be like big main event guys. Um, and it, I mean, it worked out well enough with Ishida. I thought he did a great job in his, his title rate, even though it was short. Um, but I mean, the company's so so disjointed. It's it's hard to really analyze anything they do. I feel like because it's what is their end game really I mean, with a lot of these storylines? Like, yeah, this whole uh, showing Corgan felt cold as, as hell, and it was their first uh, like show since the Sumo Hall show. Yeah, and it and, it, it just didn't vibe at all. There's Great. no logical, yeah. There's no logical end game to any of their titles right now. Uh, at the end of the day, with like T Hawk, who knows what's going on with the tag titles, uh, with with the Saito brothers. Uh, there's no challengers really. Nobody feels like a main eventer ready to happy, and, and maybe that's why they they brought them in to hope that they can kind of recreate what they had last year with Ishida. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. The thing yeah. is, if if they came in like right after the Dragon Gate run, because they went, they were in Mexico so long, you know, it's they're, they're far removed. Yeah. Especially SPK could have had any, could have had an impact like Ishida did, or like you know a profile which he doesn't have right now. Um, but it's just so far removed; nobody remembers. Yeah, I mean, that SBK reign with the Brave Gate was two years ago, and it was the Brave Gate. <laughs> like, you know, it's not like he was the main event player of DG. No, uh, but he was He was obviously um, focused on. And yeah, he, he was, was a, a, he was, like, yeah, he was a raw. Like, he got reactions. Yeah, he was a guy that, that you know, he, if he... Let's say he never went to Mexico. He probably would have been one of these big six guys, like in, in there that you look at as one of the main guys in the future. Yeah. Uh, but they, 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 that was two years ago, and then two years passed and nothing happened. So it's like you know it, they never really got to that level with him, unfortunately. Other than mid Carter with lots of potential, like like that's that's and kind of where he was very left. very marketable in Nagoya, like that. His yeah, own base was a very marketable place for him. Yeah, he brought yeah. all his buddies to the show, so so they all popped yeah. for him big. And, and yeah, he also had lots of uh, yeah the sponsors. sponsors. The, Jap- 
the jacket he had for the the Goya show he had with Jackie Funky Kame, where he kind of, or I don't remember, it was in the Goya show where he came out with a jacket with just full of sponsors, all from the Goya. Which and we respect. It it's like that is uh, that is a city that they can easily market him in. The problem is, Glade doesn't run the Goya. They they haven't run the Goya yet. They they don't treat it as like a big city on their tours. So yeah, it, it is weird. Uh, Glade is a very weird promotion because like look at the tag titles right now. The tag titles right now is basically just an all Japan tag title because it's being defended on all Japan shows and not on Glade shows versus all Japan wrestlers, not Glade wrestlers. The the next G Infinity title match will be the Saito Brothers versus Suama and Dan Tamura. That's like a Glade match. That's like an Japan match. It, it it's almost like Glade is just the second brand of all Japan right now. For for, for the tag titles right now, it it, it feels so weird. And T Arc, as much as I love him as a wrestler, he he doesn't feel that hot as as a champion. Like, I they had the chance to do something with Tamura at the Sumo Hall show, and they kind of went away from it. Yeah, that's past now. Yeah, uh, yeah. unfortunately, it's it's interesting how I lost in all interest in T Hawk immediately after the uh, the Ishida match. <laughs> that was a, such a great match. Yeah, like, that was one that of the best great. matches of the year. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to the champion carnival final. He was doing good things like the first few months, but I mean the last couple of months have been and I said I don't really blame him. It's more the company as a whole, I think. Like who is hot in this company? Yeah. There there's no one. We, we... Ibushi? <laughs> like that's the one guy they put they put over as anybody, and he's gone. We'll see how SBK and Takuma uh, look in their debut. Um Maybe they will be hot. Maybe Corkin will. Maybe they will get a good Corkin number for that, since it's also main evented by Tiok versus Shuji Ishikawa for the G-Rex title. Shuji Ishikawa is a kind of big name in in old Japan at least. So he's a big you know. guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's uh, also a big dog. And uh, SBK and Takuma's first match will be versus El Lindemann and Ayato Tamura, which. Should be. I I think that match could be really fun. Yeah. Like that. Lindemann's looks bad lately. Yeah, Lindemann. Lindemann has not done it for me lately, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we talked a bit there about all Japan, which leads us to the fact that Sakyakai is now the first ever uh, woman to hold an all Japan pro wrestling title. Because she won the All Japan TV six-man tag titles with Hideki Yukutani and Yuki Sakaguchi on the Royal Road Tournament uh, final on the 27th of August. I have not seen this match. I think uh, Yannick said you, you have seen this match. Dylan, have you seen it? Yeah, of course. I'm a, an All Japan... Res- that was actually the final of the tournament show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I only, uh, only, I actually watched the final of that show live. I didn't realize that was on that show. Oh, um, okay. Well, 
but you don't need to watch the match. You don't need, even need to watch the final. Final was fine. Yeah. I agree. Like, the final was pretty good. I thought they did a great job building up Honda throughout the tournament. The look is so bad that it's hard for me to really get into him. Uh, but... but the gear he wore on the final was great. You like the gear, huh? Okay. Yeah. Okay. What but about it doesn't the... fit to his hair, and he's obviously growing it out. Yeah, good decision on his part. Uh, overall, I, I miss the old Honda. Like I said, the fun-loving, shades-wearing guy. Although he, he kind of is that still, but not fun-loving. Uh, at the end of the day, we need more. Well, actually, they're gonna, are, they already announced they're going to break that off. Uh, anyway, because they're having the graduation match or whatever with him and GOA. But um, what about ATM's gear? Um, I didn't I didn't have a close look on him. Did you like his wrestling? No, it's ATM. Uh, what about o Omori? <laughs> It's Omori. I, hey. I love... It's 2023 Omori, sorry. Okay. Okay. I, 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 love, I love the people that were, like, threat, like trying to scare me, saying that, oh, ATM is going to be a KOD six-man <laughs> champion. Just wait. You're going you're gonna to be so mad. And I was like, no, there's no way. Please. <laughs> I have seen ATM live in person. Yeah, ATM would fit good in DDT if they. Yeah, didn't actually, though. and you know, as long yeah, as Mentor, he isn't. Right? Yeah, um, Black Mentor is actually a good wrestler. Yeah. Um. Well, but Corbel Ito is a really fun act until he starts to wrestle. Yeah, and even occasionally you'll get him doing a dive or something. That <laughs> that pops people, but. Um, yeah, Mensurei is actually good though, for for real. I, I would probably watch this match if the Ultraman six man titles were hold, held by like any other team than the trio that is holding it, holding it because none of those guys do, do anything for me. Um, but yeah, it's cool that the Eruption are now double champions. Like, give Sakikai as much as possible on the retirement road. Yeah, they're gonna do another match. They just switched Omori with Dash Chisako. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the next uh, defense. When when is that happening? I think the third. Okay, so the big show this weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it gonna be a double title match also, or it's just just gonna be the all, all Japan six? I think it's just the all Japan, but uh, you know we'll have we'll have to see how it goes. I think it's just sorry, the all Japan though. Sorry, I blanked for a bit. What's the match again? Um, ATM Mensa Ray and Dash Chisako versus Eruption. For the titles, like the... Omori wasn't the problem. Uh, 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 okay. Who was the problem? <laughs> I would say the whole team. Oh, okay. So, well, now you've got Dash, and uh, maybe she'll try and save it. You <laughs> should have just done like Dash, and they should have just done Sendai Girls versus Eruption. <laughs> I would buy that. They have done Sendai. They have done Sendai Girls vs. All Out. So Sendai yeah. Girls vs. Eruption sounds great. We're talking awesome. all Japan right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, on on that topic, um, when I was at DDT title, <laughs> when I was at the Evochoshi show, 
um, I was talking with somebody and I was like, okay, I know this is like Suwama's project. So it's like the staff and all, uh, is it all Japan? And he was, he was like, no, 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 no. Um, this is totally separate because Giant Baba didn't want women's wrestling in, in all Japan. So this has to be like a separate thing. And I'm just sitting here and like, have you seen your court? <laughs> like, they they have women's wrestling on them all the time now. Which is great, because I think they do the women's wrestling way better than Noah does. Yeah. But, come on. Yeah, I mean, now, but for a, like, for a long time, obviously. I mean, you know, Baba, I mean, he died like 23 years ago, like 25 years ago, so... I mean that's a that's a long time. I mean they had a it used to be all Joshi and men's promotions were separate. You know that was like a big deal. So like let alone intergender stuff that you would never even imagine happening like pretty much back in his days. But they've had women's wrestling before. Like even like six, seven, eight years ago, like yeah. that you had like Ano and and people like that on there, like on undercard but, shows and stuff. They'd work with. Ice but Ice. Evo Joshi has to be something so totally separate. Sure, it does. It's totally separate. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a training ground. That's what yeah. I think about. Who is who is your favorite Evolution girl then? Chichi. Yes, yeah. Chichi. Yes. Well. Yes. Yes. Chi is the best one. Yes, we all agree on yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, um, enough about all Japan. I can't stomach talking about all Japan too too long. But yeah, let's move over to all the DDT news that happened. Over the past two weeks. Uh, first is Yuki Ishida is out with a herniated disc. So Harimau loses another guy, and now it's just H- Higuchi and Nakatsu who is left. Uh, and so uh, Mao also got injured, but that is not a, such a severe injury, and he will only miss a couple of shows. Um, I don't I don't remember. What, uh, when they said he would be back, but um, I think in Otterward. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because everybody was uh, scared that he had like a fractured cheekbone, but it's not a fracture. He will just miss a few days. Yeah, um, it would have been a real shame if we lost him for a long time because. That this company has had a lot of injuries lately. Um, or this year, I should say. But yeah, DDT are on their way to the Outward show. They had their last Cork and Hall show uh, before it this past weekend on the 27th. Yannick, you uh, said you watched it in full? Yes, I did. Um, it was. Such a sad watch. Because the show was really average and it felt just so cold. Um, so there was, for example, uh, the triple threat match between Honda, Hirata, and Sakya Kai's new photo book, uh, Gracia. Yeah. That didn't click for me at all. Um, the next match was actually cool, Sakya Kai versus Tachokudino. 
um, because it felt like old Dino. Like he was literally back out there kissing people. So um, that was was really nice. And all Hiroshima had a, had this anniversary match like 20 years Hiroshima, but it didn't feel big at all. Um, but we we got to see Kudo again, not wrestling, but still. So that was fun. Um, Daisuke Sasaki would have faced Mao, but Mao, you know, was injured as we talked about. So he, the match was against Toy Kojima. Um, man, this this whole show felt so cold, and even the main event, which was. I know Dylan, you watched it. Uh, I thought it was a really yeah. good match. Um, Chris and Dueno. Yeah, I, I have also watched this match. Okay. okay. It's oh, the only okay. match I've seen on the show. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Chris and Dueno versus Akiyama and Irie. And I'm really happy. And I, I posted on Twitter. I'm so happy to see, you know, see the main event feud in the main event again. Yeah. Um, but like at this point on the show, it was a lost cause. Um, and even with the match they had, seemingly no one cared. The The tendons was back down again, too. So, I don't know. This yeah. is a very nothing show. Yeah, but at least Chris Brooks uh, beat uh, Iria in the preview, t- in their... I think this is the last preview tag before uh, meet, meeting each other in Old Award. So that is interesting. Um, does that hurt Chris Brooks's chances of winning? No. <laughs> you just flip the yeah. title <laughs> right away to Iria. I mean... I know some people that would Eerie. talk for that. Yeah, it's Iria. I would be mad. <laughs> what are you more interested in, that match or... Onita and Yoshitatsu in What's the death wrong match. with you, Dylan? What's wrong with you? Why ask me something like that? Who's Chris... going to be in the main event? Oh. <laughs> Chris versus Iria should be the main event. But I know Dramatic DDT has the Scramble Bunkhouse match as the main no! event. No! No! I'm not being serious. You can't put that in the main event over the title. What? Dramatic DDT has it as the last match on the... No! <laughs> Jamie! Don't do this. Don't <laughs> don't speak this into existence. But yeah, I mean, we'll obviously talk about it yeah, next that... week on on our preview. But that main event um, is still like custom made for me. Yeah, I I am really looking forward to Chris Brooks versus Syria, and a better main event. <laughs> um, but yeah, this I'm really looking forward to this Auto World show. I. I think if Mao is healthy, that tag match could be really special. Uh, Yuku Eno and Mao versus Daisuke Sasaki and Kunosuke Takeshita. I have a feeling that could be really fun. Um, I am really into the Doriki Toy and Kazuki Rada match on paper. It could be, again, they will do silly stuff. Uh, the scramble match, as much as I don't like Onida and Yoshitatsu, I think Toy Kojima will bump his ass off just like he did in the last match uh, they had when they had the blast uh, death match. 
because if you remember from last year, Toyokojima took like some brutal bumps in that in that uh, uh current blast match. But yeah, I I look forward to this the show. The KOD tag title match is like nothing, of course. Um, I almost just wish that they would just get, vacate the titles and do a tournament for the titles so we can have a tag league again. Um, but yeah, Yuji Hino and Makuro should retain over Minoru Fujita and Kanon. And yeah. I hope. That is, that, yeah. That is DDT, uh, DDT news. Oh, oh no! Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, some last DDT news is that Hiromu Takahashi has been confirmed for DDT Ultimate Party 2023 in Ryugoku Sumo Hall um, on the 12th of November. That is pretty cool. Like that, Hiromu Takahashi has worked a lot of a lot of promotions this year, and he will work even more. That's a that's a total ultimate party match. Who do like, you think you're gonna face? Um, Mao. Yeah, probably. Yoshihiko. Oh yes, please. That that, that would, would be actually awesome. be a a that good would be awesome. a good Hiromu excursion match. And that seems like something he would be up for. Uh, would yeah. want to do. Now you can even have other people running. Have you guys seen the? The mystical match. No, I, I hasn't made tape yet. I want to watch it though. I think because I think I saw people that were kind of let down by it. Well, Dylan. Oh, I haven't seen you watch. Okay. Oh, well, but yesterday, yesterday I watched the uh, the Grand Prix. Yeah. Oh, that was a great match. That was yes. great. Yes, that was that was really fun. Um, yeah. I was so confused by it, but um, oh, no, yeah. I I thought it was yeah, yeah it it was CMML is hitting so well for me this year, and oh, that Grand company. Prix that Grand Prix uh, felt so cool and unique. It was and just the crowd rooting for uh, Team Mexico and booing everyone on Team International, awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean. If I ever, I'm, I don't know if I ever make it to Mexico, but like Arena Mexico is definitely like, okay, if I can do, can make that, I want to see that. Yeah. Almost yeah. Uh, went there for Anniversario, because I'm like, I'm really into CMLL, to be honest. Uh, I was, I, uh, somebody I know I'm very close to is, is Mexican, so I think that would be a great t- trip if we could get there. Um, but I, it probably won't happen this year, unfortunately. But that's like a dream venue to me. It's like such mm-hmm. a, you know, they call it the cathedral of, of pro wrestling, like Lucha Libre in Mexico. It's such an amazing atmosphere. Um, that and all the Grand Prix, actually, all the Grand Prix are like this match, like all the ones in years past. It's the same yeah. vibe. Like the crowd, lo- like they totally buy into Mexico versus their world team uh, yeah. every year. No matter who's in it, it always, like last year, Tiger Mask was like the the finalist and on the international team, and it was still awesome. You know, like it was just such a great venue, great spectacle. I bet Hiromu loved being there again. It's really yeah. where he made his name. And uh, so, sorry to the listeners that don't care about CMML, but you should really watch this Grand Prix. Uh, it, team International versus Team Mexico. It happened on the 18th of August. 
Oh, show was there were, the, the, good, the good thing about that match was there were a few wrestlers in it that I uh, that I wasn't impressed with. Um, yeah. And they were like the, the first few that, that actually got eliminated. Yeah. So it got better and better. How, uh, it's so impressive to see Bonnie and Malky do, do this kind of style and do so well at it. I'm so impressed for him. Yeah, I, definitely. I, I, I like I love the guy, but I wasn't impressed by him. <laughs> okay, nice. I, like on Team International, I thought Aki had a few rough spots, and um, man, some writers saw what's wrong with you. Yeah, some you've been good. Probably. What's what happened to you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, obviously, Hiromu and Kushida were the stars of the international team in, in my book. And I was. Yeah, yeah, TGP was great, but Catch, he got eliminated Catch, earlier. Catch Two Two did uh, did a good job. Both oh, I would love if Catch Two Two did more single wall matches. That would be so he, fun. Yeah, TJP trained in Mexico, so obviously he knows there. And Akira Akira is a great wrestler in his own right as well. So, uh, it's just that they got eliminated early, like uh, yeah, yeah. So, Like you said, the two worst guys got eliminated right away. Uh, Quest and, and Rojo, not right away, but they were the earliest guys. Uh, but everybody else did pretty good. Like you said, uh, Samurai, I agree with was lacking. Um, I thought Mascara Dorada was the best guy on uh Mexico mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and and also Averno uh, before he got eliminated did great. Uh, I thought Rocky did good uh, as well for like obviously him and Volador have that feud. Uh and they got to really revisit that a little bit. It was a uh, the whole show was great, but especially that match was such a strong match and even the ones I, like you said nobody dragged it down in my opinion. Yeah, I actually saw um the single match before is Duca Jr. versus Suberon Jr. That was really good too. Yeah, I yeah. like that match a lot. Yeah, um, CML, great company right now. Uh, yeah, uh, we <laughs> that rounds up our DDT part. Uh, let's mo- now move over to Dragon Gate. Um, Dragon Gate also has an injury bug going around because the Triangle Gate, the open the Triangle Gate titles have been vacated. Because Minorita's knee injury, um, he injured his knee a couple of days before Dangerous Gate and was pulled from that card. And now they have announced that they have vacated the titles. Um, so, Kota Minora, Naruki Doi, and Minorita have vacated the titles. I, I almost, I wanted them to just say, no, screw that, we, we're not vacating. B-Bird rule. BB Hulk is now the Triangle Gate champion with us. Like, just keep them on gold class. Right? That's my take on it. Yeah, that would be logical. It, I guess it just depends on where they go from it. Is, is there going to be a tournament? or What kind of match will they put together? Who will it go to? They can make this work, but I agree with you. It would have been easier just to keep the titles in, this, in the unit. Do you have any idea who could get the titles next? Yeah, we'll fuck, we'll fuck over all the uh, all the units. We have a new one, and the new Triangle Gate champions are SMJ, um, Hoho, and Yoshiki Kato. I don't have time to elaborate. Well, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, you know, that that would be fun. I would like to see them do something with Jay for for sure. And Ho Ho, obviously, that's my guy. Um, you know, Kato, great young talent. So I, I like the, the idea. I like the vibes. They're just not natural vibes. They're unnatural vibes. 
this can, unit you put together. They can, they can put it on anyone. Like, it, it is a title that is so easy to put on anyone they want to put it on. So, like, any, any combination of natural vibes could win it. I don't think they would put it on uh, Dragon Dia. Uh, I don't think they would put it on Decourage. Um, because I. Not while Kicker is. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I would. I, I want Kung Fu Masters to win it, personally. Oh, oh yes. Jackie and Jason. I, yeah. Uh, obviously, I root for them. So, like, those are like, you know, Jackie is like. Super guy, Jason, amazing wrestler. Ho ho, love him. So yeah, I, I would love that if that happened. I love how you said, "Oh, they can put it on anybody." You name like two factions, and now that's it. Like pretty much, like outside of Gold Class. I, gold Class, uh, not Sea Rats. Sea Rats, no, are not with a Shun. Right now, uh, no. Yeah, if Shun was there, I, I could get down with that. Yeah, right if now. if Shun was there, I'd put it on. Uh, Ishan, Shun, and Kai again, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but he's not, so (laughs) that won't happen, unfortunately. Uh, we don't know when the next when they will reveal news about the title, but I I expect we are gonna hear something about the Triangle Gate situation at the next uh, network show, which is on September 7th in Cork and Hall. So the full card of this was announced um, recently, which is awesome. Like two weeks ahead, and getting a card—that's awesome, because it was re- released earlier this this week. That is like very rare for Dragon Gate to do. Normally, it's like one week ahead for the smaller shows and Corkins, and now two weeks. That's cool. Um, yeah, Corkin Hall, September seventh, next Friday. On no next Thursday, live on the Dragon Network with English commentary. Opening match: KC Storm Machine J uh, versus Kota Minora and BB Hulk of Gold Class. So Natural Vibes versus Gold Class in the opener. That that sounds like a really fun match, actually. Uh, then the next match: six man tag: Ultimo Dragon Kagetora Perchobinaga versus Natural Vibes UT Jason Lee and Jackie Funky Kame. Then. <laughs> A three-way match: Masaki Muchisuke, Don Fuji versus Konomawa Ishikawa. What a weird match! <laughs> um, so far, six... I so far I'm interested to see all of them. Yeah. Then a six. That includes a Ultimo and Punch match. Yeah. And then a six-man tag: A Seabrats, Kai, Hyo, and Ishin versus Daki Yanaguchi, Shuji Kondo, and newly. Have won his first match ever, Ryu Fuda. Then a six man tag Susumi Motosuke, Yasushi Kanda, and Motosuke Jr. M3K versus Naruki Doi, Eita, and Takeshi Yoshida. Then semi final semi main event Big Boss Shimizu versus Reva Generation leaders, Ben K versus Big Boss Shimizu, Big Ben exploding in Korokin, and then the main event. Shockingly, the main event. They are debuting Takuma Nishikawa in the main event of Corkin Hall. His Japan debut match, where he teams up with Yamato and Dragon Kid, and they face the D Courage trio, the best trio in Dragon Gate, Madoka Kikura, Yuki Oshoka, and Dragon Dia. 
I I am pretty hyped for this Corgan Hall show. I just on paper it looks pretty good. The debut in the main event gives it a, an automatic hook, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, and I think it'll be that's the thing that I'm most interested in uh, on the show. To be honest with you, the other matches all seem fun. Uh, like there's nothing wrong with them. It should be a good show. But the main event is really what I want to see. Uh, just for him, just for them putting him there, that gives you kind of a, a sign that they expect big things of him. And I think that's always fun when you see a, a young guy, literally a rookie, come in and do something like that. And the whole company's kind of been in this, you know, transitional period with the new, the you know, the Rewa era people. And now this uh, could be a guy to watch. I think it'll be a good show. It's interesting um i think the opener is great casey and desmj versus minora and hulk yeah um great choice um and if you, like all four of them were in the main event of the summer festival show um that's yeah. an eight-man tag if you have to if you have the time to watch that that match of the show um i would recommend uh, you to do so. That was a really like chaotic, chaotic match, kind of like uh, Raver Six or Selection versus the Old Guard. Yeah, I watched that actually before we started recording. Um, yeah, that that was a really fun and chaotic match. Um, so this isn't like a spinoff of that. Um, you know, like Casey and Strong Machine were on different sides uh, in the main event, and Minora and Hulk also. Um, but I'm kind of, yeah, I think that's a great opener. Then you have two matches that ultimately don't matter, but somehow I'm just interested in to see UT, uh, facing off with Ultimo. Um, I hope they can do some Yahweh stuff. I, I think the Seabrats versus Kondo and the Rookies match is interesting on paper. Now See, I, I wanted to make the case that that was a total nothing match. Um, Even with the following. It could, it could, it could be a not, total nothing match. But them now giving a pinfall win to Riofuna, could that opens the door for him to finally do something. <laughs> that opens the door for him in this match to pin Asian and set up a Braviate match. That opens the door for him to now maybe just turn and join Seabrats or whatever. They they can do something in this match. It doesn't need to be just Seabrats beating off the rookies in Kondo. And I hope they do something with that. They're like, food yeah. organization as a Brave Gate match, that could be cool. And that leads me to a point I want to make. That yeah. could lead to is a sentence that we used way too much yeah. for, for yeah. a promotion that doesn't deserve it at the moment. Yeah. Um, I was talking a bit with Jay. Um, when, so when I was in, in Japan, uh, we talked there, and he asked me, like, okay, you're like an international fan. Um, we talked a bit about the issues uh, we had. What do you think we can do better? And I think I said, Dragon Gate lacks drama. Yeah, and right <laughs> shout out to Jay and the Musty Matches podcast because they were. Yeah. Um, he was on. Um, they talked about the the four way six man. 
um, UWA title match. That was, yeah, one of the best matches of all time. We've talked about it before. Um, and Jay list, listed off what that match kicked off. Like how much story and how much evolution, evolution, revolution came out of this match pretty much immediately. And we've been saying right now, okay, this is the perfect setup to do something. Yeah. And nothing happened. Oh, but this is interesting. That that, that, that could lead to whatever. And they did nothing. Yeah. We're at the point that Big Boss Shimizu is still doing the same thing he did four months ago when the Big Six was announced. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with everything everything you said. The fun fun thing is, Jay Jay does too. And I'm, I'm extremely sure they know themselves. I hope but so. I can't I can't fathom why they why they don't act on it. On the other hand, and that's a, a an export um or a new facet that I want to talk. Um I asked Alex um from Storm Quest Alex if he has like a take on uh on Dragon Gate. And his he, it was like they make it difficult uh, to want to invest in them because they change things so often. Did you see my reply to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Um, and like my reply was, that's really interesting. It's kind of the opposite of what most people yeah. say that attracts them to them. So it's obviously like a, a thing that people think Dragon Gate is. Yeah. But yeah. they haven't been that for months and yeah. months and months. But they're they're so boring, people don't even notice. Well we, we, we notice. About. Yeah, okay. we notice. We, we we are complaining. But people outside of it don't. Yeah. I mean I know what's going uh, I know um what's going on in New Japan and that I don't care. But that's you know I notice that even if I don't watch it. With Dragon Gate, no one does if they're not in like the immediate like circle or even watch it or yeah. have guys like us that talk about it. And even then, like, we talk a lot with Alex. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I I said this to him like when we talked just and met each other at, uh, in London. That the thing is with Dragon Gate is that. Yes, th- th- that whole thing was true before, that they-, they will easily change stuff up really fast and make it hard for new people to get in. Because, But right now, this promotion is almost the exact same as it was one year ago. And that is annoying. It is annoying me a lot <laughs> lately. Like, I just want some kind of shake-up. I... I feel like they, it's been the exact same for a, a year now, and I, it really feels cold, and I, yeah. I don't like it. it. It's not the thing that drew me to the promotion. I, I, what drew me to the promotion originally was always that I had to be on the edge of my seat at like 
because things could change at any moment. And it doesn't feel like that. I'm looking forward to Like, I still love the wrestlers and the matches they have. And I'm looking forward to the shows, but it definitely lacks drama. It lacks a hook that hooks you back other than the wrestlers are just good. Yeah. You, you so, know, yeah. I, I I made similar points to you like a month ago uh, when we were talking about the Corican Hall and how much we always say, oh, this is where a big angle will happen and then it never happens. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're totally right on all of that. I will say to me, a shakeup isn't necessarily wouldn't be my number one problem, more so than we just need some stories. Uh, we need follow through. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to say that. Like, and I think that they finally got there after the cage match, and then everyone else gets either de-pushed or is gone, like, immediately after that, that you would want to see follow-ups on. Because you had the opportunity for a change with Diamante uh, getting kicked out of Zebrats and, and whatever would happen after that. Uh, and obviously nothing happened after, after it. So we're in this kind of weird malaise now for literally two months now. Like where It was literally two months ago to this day, as we're recording, that the cage match happened. And there's been zero follow-up to anything that happened yeah. to it. Like you said, with Big Boss, like you said, they cut that off because for whatever reason that they did it, they cut that off. And now they're getting back around to what they started four months ago. So it's kind of hard when you see stuff like this. There, there's no real storyline. Nobody really built up to to be anything. We've seen little teases of things, kind of like Ishin with the Brave Gate trying to make it prestigious again uh, and things like that. That's a, that's like page one of a story. Like we need more than that, obviously, to get to somewhere. And the yeah. whole company right now is kind of in. Where are what are we supposed to be? Kind of what Sandre said about the nothing hooking you in. What is the story we're gravitating to of anybody? Because you've got cold champions that really haven't done a lot of good so far. Nobody turning, no team that's rising up, or even unit new unit that can freshen things up a bit. I think they need all three of those things to change more so than a, a shakeup per se. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, they need something and uh we will of course continue to cover them because i i love yeah. this promotion i will always give him talk about them because i've fallen in love with talking about the promotion through this podcast it's one of my the favorite things i do in wrestling so of course i'm always gonna be be here to talk about dragon gate and but the, right now it really needs something and I also want to say it's kind of like that with all the companies right now in Japan. Like, a lot of the men's companies are like that, except for Glate, who's just so outrageous and crazy with the stuff they do. But if you look at all the other companies, there's a lot of that same malaise going around, Yeah, um, you know, going on right now. I don't know what it is, but it does feel like a lot of different companies are suffering through this. It's with, like, all, the com- it's with all the companies we talk about. It's the same with with DDT. It's the same with yeah. Great. Even with Gunpro, they're not ex- um, they're not especially hot right now. PJP, same same thing. Yeah, the only good company right now is Extras. I would tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Storm has the five. So, but we don't talk about them on here, and we don't yeah. talk about them uh, with Actress, But 
about that I, for a second. I, I, I have been talking with Welke about starting something actress-related, but yeah. Um, but um, see, I want to to read an excerpt of my conversation with Jay um, to, okay. to cap this off. Um, so that that's me. Um, I talk about this stuff almost weekly on the pod, but even I am at a point where I basically only watch the shows with English comms, as I know there won't be much happening on the rest anyways. Maybe Nishikawa is what they need, but I'm uh, too cynical uh, about it to be optimistic. Um, And his uh, reaction to this perfectly encapsulates the big problem. Uh, He he wrote, again, 100% agreed, and if this is coming from someone willing to do a podcast about the company, one can only imagine how tuned out of the more casual fan is. Yeah, yeah. And I always say this, there is no casual fan because of the network. Like, they're never going to be able to get people like that. You have to be involved or know somebody to involved to even give it a chance because it's more expensive. than You know, if you're going to see that, you're just going to go to one of the other companies. Like If you're saying, oh, I want to see Japanese wrestling, you're going to jump in at something that's cheaper automatically, like 99% of the time, unless you know somebody or maybe but listen to the, the show. On on the Discord, um, the amount of people we have asking about different promotions. At the moment, a lot of people are asking about actors. Um, and people are all happy to help and, and give pointers. Nobody is asking about Gate. Yeah. Even and uh, even the, like even the like the usual suspects asking for like links to the show. I'm I'm not seeing that as much anymore. Yeah, there there is a there is some kind of casual. Like I'm I'm a casual with stuff like All Japan. Right, I think the Discord is like a very small. Like yeah, raindrop in, in the ocean of, of, of the, the grand scheme of things. Yeah, sure. Say. But you, Dragon Gate yeah. Twitter is not what it was. Like maybe, maybe you know, Twitter is not what it was. But Twitter, <laughs> agree with that. But yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. Uh, though even Twitter, yeah. But yeah, uh, it's a weird place right now for Dragon Gate and I just hope that they can get some momentum back because they really need it I as someone that watches most of their stuff I haven't seen the shows from this weekend because I just so looked at the cards and I didn't really care I only watched one match and that was all um, but yeah uh, it it really feels like a cool thing right now, and uh, I hope hope they can improve on that. But either way, um, this week uh, this week's episode we didn't have any big reviews to do. We got to touch on like all different kinds of wrestling because that's what we wanted to do. We just wanted to get gather the dramatic dream dragons and talk wrestling. So because we hadn't done done that for like two weeks, so yeah. I'm really happy we got to do that. Um, next week will be a pretty big episode. I'm not going to spoil who who we've got to guest, but yeah, next week is going to be pretty big. But yeah, 
Any last things you guys want to say? Um, shout, shout out Kevin. Nice. Uh, listen to my other shows, uh, Eastern Lariat. We're going to do something. I think on the free feed, it may, Striga might not be there. I may get Dean and hopefully Dr. Jonathan will be on there too. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'll cover something with the N1 final. Uh, Yoshioka was in the tournament to our DG fans out there. Uh, very popular with the Noah fans. Uh, I, I didn't think a lot of his matches were super great or anything you have to rush out to see. Maybe the Keno match, another DG alumni, <laughs> I guess you could say, there. Uh, but it was a good tournament overall, and I enjoyed talking about it. We'll get to the final. We'll talk about whatever crazy hijinks happen in that company. Uh, they're teasing somebody else coming in, and hopefully it's not a, a criminal <laughs> like they, they usually bring in <laughs> when they reach out to certain foreigners, like last year. But um, yeah, we'll do that on Eastern Lariat. That'll be fun. Patreon.com slash Eastern Lariat. We'll cover five-star Grand Prix. Me, me and Sandre are on that. Uh, uh, go, check out Russell Update. We've done a lot of shows on there lately uh we actually reviewed the gcw shows and one of them dragon kid was on and he looked really good in it too you had maki ito on there tons of freedoms the wrestlers uh up, up and down the card uh they're building up to like a war games match next month which i'm actually like i said i came in expecting it to be the worst thing i ever saw and it actually turned out all right by the end and i i'm kind of into the the war game stuff with freedoms uh coming in next month and uh we covered all in uh we talked about all of that cover all out as well recover all middle when they when they release that show <laughs> um i i you know payback as well uh, nakamura getting a title shot at wwe he might win the title the way they're building it but uh it should be interesting stuff all around um lucha talk will be later in the month we'll talk about anniversary we talked a little bit about cmll on here too so got all kinds of podcasts on there any anything you like in wrestling or want to know about want to learn about I cover it in some way. So check out one of those shows and especially the Patreon uh, with me and Sandre talking about five star. Uh, Cause that's like the thing that I like the most <laughs> going on in any of the companies. Right yeah. Now. Five star so, is great. Best tournament in wrestling, baby. I've, I've actually been talking a bit German again. Um, I was on the catch club uh, podcast. Catch club. Catch hyphen club. Um, we talked dangerous gate and I did a bit of a, um, Dragon Gate Primer from them, uh, for them. So it was a lot of fun talking uh, to them with them. Um, some very basic Dragon Gate stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look forward to next week's episode, and um, I thank you for listening to this episode. We had a lot of fun with this. Just. Talking random stuff, <laughs> and I, I, it's just an awesome part of, of wrestling. And I have had a pretty terrible week, so this I really needed this uh, recording to be a fun one, and it was. So yeah, thank you for that, guys. And until next time, as always, be ready, wake up, and go. Bye.